Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Yeah, I know some people are looking at me like, what is she doing here? Every time I see her, the lights are down, she's singing, but I come to you in a new way today. Somebody shout hallelujah. I, I, I was saying that the first service, I said, this is my audition to join the word team. They asked me, they said, I have to preach twice to be sure that I got it. That's a joke, y'all. But uh, I'm so deeply honored to be bringing the word to you today. My name is Anu Rapotusin. Thank you. Um, I love to give honor to whom honor is due. I'm so privileged. First of all, you are in our 1130 um, AM service. I'm so honored to be in this position today. I'm so also so privileged that I serve as a leader of the Gap Church. And I'm so blessed to have other leaders in the house. Can we just shout out all the leaders in the house? I tell you, it's not easy, but day after day, they keep showing up for God and it's just amazing. And also, can we shout out our word team? Can we make some noise for Dr. Yenny? Lola Day and my amazing husband Dara. Yeah, it's such a privilege for me to be here today. Um, I'm just gonna jump right into it. Thank you for coming to church. It's so lovely to have you all here. Can we open our scripture to the book of John 15 from verse 1 to 8, the NLT version? John 15, verse 1 to 8. And so this is what we're going to do. I'm going to read one verse and listen. Like an exceedingly great army. You're going to read the next verse and we're going to tag it back and forth. Okay? All right. And it says, this is the word of the Lord according to the gospel of John. Verse 1 says, I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. Verse 2. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Yes, I am the vine. You are, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask anything you want and it will be granted. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. The title of my message today is to be fruitful. Tell your neighbor to be fruitful. To be fruitful. To be fruitful means that you produce good results. It means a person who is useful, a person who adds more to what they're giving, a person that when you look at them, there is an evidence that they are a follower and a disciple of God. That is what it means to be fruitful. Your fruit content is your life content. How I determine your fruit is the choices you make, the thoughts you think. I can't know what thoughts, but the Lord determines it by your thoughts. 
your actions, and your choices. These are the things that make up the fruit that we bear as believers. But just to give you a little bit of, you know, introduction, a lot of times I see that a lot of people mistake the fruit for the gift. The fruit and the gift are not the same thing. The gift shows you what a person can do through Christ, but the fruit shows you who they are. That's why the Bible says, it says prophecies will all pass away, but love remains forever. A gift, that's why sometimes you see people from a distance and you're like, that's such a mighty man of God. That's such a wonderful woman of God. But the closer you get, proximity changes your vision. The closer you get, the deeper you see. From a distance, the, the gift is more evident than the fruit. But the closer you get, the fruit is evident. That's why you see when people say, oh, I did not expect this celebrity to have a bad character. Because they got to experience the fruit one-on-one. -on -one. I can detect your fruit by a one-on-one -on -one interaction. I may not know the completeness of it, but I know a part of it. So you can hide behind the gift, but I tell you, you cannot hide the fruit. Sooner or later, it will show. I also want you to know that gifts have a time limit, but fruits do not. Fruit takes you into eternity. Your gifts, you use it, you end it here. Because you will still have to go back, either gift or fruit, and go and face Jesus. And when you get there, Lord, I did this, I did that. And he's going to say, who are you? And so today we're going to talk about how to be fruitful in the vineyard. How to be fruitful. We see the scripture in John 15 verse 5. It says, remain in me and I in you. One of the ways for us to remain in the vine, for us to be fruitful is to remain in the vine. Tell somebody, stay connected. You stay connected to Jesus, you stay connected to the body of Christ. Even if you're not in the body of Christ, you see the evidence of the fruit by the people that are around you. And that's a tell. Who you are around determines who you are. Have we ever, how many of us have been on those excursions at school when the teachers say, everybody stick to the group, stay together, stay together? Because of the tendency that when, when one leaves the group, they get lost. So the moment you leave the group, there is a tendency that you're lost. And what, that hap what happens is that now we have to begin the cycle of you finding your way back. But if you just stay in the vine, you don't have to be looked for. The Bible says a branch cannot produce fruits on its own. That's it telling you that without Jesus, you can do nothing. Because everything you have, it will die on earth here. You're not going to take it to heaven. But the evidence you have is the life that you lived. That is your possession in the kingdom of God. So if you live a life that you're bearing bad fruits, there is a tendency. And you think, oh, you know, making all the money, doing all the crazy stuff, being in and out. The Bible says that you can be one leg in and one leg out. You're either hot or you're what? Cold. What happens? If you're lukewarm, what will he do? He'll spit you out. 
I told the first service, I said, because that's God telling you, you're nasty. I don't need you. I don't want that. So as believers, we have a choice to make. One of the ways for us to be fruitful is to remain in the vine. Can two walk together except they agree? No. So you've got to stick to the person. Any of us ever had, I, I, I was telling a friend of mine, I said, when I, when I watch some shows, I realize that I begin to talk like what I watch. How many of us have been there? Especially the British shows. You start using the language. Yeah. That's what happens. Who you are, you begin to talk like. So tell someone, stay connected. Number two, check your produce. Check your produce. You can't just think that when you bear fruits, all of them are good. Some fruits are good, some fruits are bad. So you have the responsibility to check what you are producing. There is a bad fruit and there is a good fruit. In Matthew 12 verses 33, it says, amplified, it says, either make the tree good and its fruits good or make the tree bad and its fruit bad for the tree is recognized and judged by its fruits, not by its gifts, by its fruits. When you have a, you know, we make excuses for ourselves in this generation. When you have a bad character, you associate it to, you know, permit me to step on some toes, a mommy issue, a daddy issue, something that went wrong when you were younger. But you know that the older you get, you have a responsibility to yourself. How long is it going to be mommy's fault? How long is it going to be your sister's fault? The more you check your produce, the more you know what you're bearing. So when you have interactions, when you go back in the place of prayer and you stay in the word of God, you know what you're bearing. So you don't go to work and then your boss, your boss says, oh, you didn't do this today. What's his problem? Anyway, I quit. You quit, you still got a nasty attitude. It does not change. So we have the responsibility to check on our produce by ourselves. The more you check on your produce, the more you know where you are at. The more interaction you have with believers, the more you know what you're bearing. I have to know. When you speak to me and I get angry, why am I getting angry? You need to go and check. Why can I take correction? You need to go and check. Why do I gossip so much? You need to go and check. Don't just take it as, oh, you know how people say, it's just me. There's nothing I can do about it. That's just how I am. Brother, sister, that's not how you are. You were made by someone that had all master plan in his hand. So if he made you that way, something must be wrong. When you look at the Israelites in the wilderness... What happened? Because they disobeyed God, a 40-day journey turned into a 40-year journey. That's what bad fruit produces. When you're disobedient, when nobody can talk to you, when no one can correct you, when you don't check what is happening on the inside of you, 
Tell somebody, check your produce. Make a conscious effort. It's our responsibility. Check your choices. The Bible says, as a man thinketh, so he is. I was reading scripture the other day. I believe Matthew 5. And because some of us might think, oh, who's checking my thoughts? God is. Jesus said to the disciples, any one of you that thinks lustfully to a woman that means he knows anyone that thinks so he knows your thoughts that's why david said search my heart oh god and examine me and if there be any wicked way lead me into the path of everlasting life how did david know that god knows his thoughts the next point is go through the pruning Go through the pruning. You must go through the fire. I have some good news to, for you today. And the good news is, because you're a believer, doesn't mean that your life will be perfect. Someone's like, how's that good news? It's good news. Because you have to be tried by fire sometimes. When you come out of fire, it shows your beauty. You know, in James 1, verses 2 to 4. Can I get that on the screen, please? It says, consider it share gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. How many sides? Not one side, not two sides. All sides. So what that might mean, your family... Your friend, your teacher, your co-worker, your boss. From all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. The pruning what the pruning does is it produces faith. Because when you go through the test, you're telling God, I'm ready for the next. I'm ready for the next blessing because I stayed when you asked me to stay. I remember, I think three weeks ago, my husband was telling a story about how I buy plantains. And when I open them up, they're not good. I can't use them. Anything that is open prematurely will die. It's not a test, it's a testament. If you open yourself prematurely, your longevity is reduced. If you're meant to open yourself at 30 and you open yourself at 20, you just took 10 years off your life. It's not a curse, it's just a fact. So when God tells you to stay, stay. When God tells you, do not leave that job, stay. He's not a man that he should what? Lie. So he knows. He knows. So we can't just be running from one thing to the other. Today we're here. Tomorrow we're there. That's what keeps us in cycles. Because we never stay through the process. So when you don't stay through the process, what happens again? You start it over again. 
Let's, let's be real. How many of us have failed a, a failed a class? Come on, guys. Don't lie. What happened when you failed the class? You have to take it again, right? Why? Because when you don't take it again, when you fail the class, you don't get promoted to what? The next grade. So what happens is that when you don't go through the pruning process, when you don't stay, when you don't endure, you go back in a cycle. Can I be real with us? Endurance... Is a production of pruning. So is fate. Fate is a produce of pruning. When you look at the Israelites, when they were about to cross the Red Sea, the word of God said that there were two ways. But he took them through the Red Sea to what? Produce fate. He took them through the Red Sea so that fate can be produced through them. Not every trial you go through, not every difficulty you go through is meant to break you. Some promote you to the next level. Some move you further. How are you going to tell a story? How are you going to share a word if you don't go through the fire? How are you going to step into the rooms you're meant to step into if you don't do the work? Pruning is uncomfortable. Let's be real. It doesn't feel good. Some days you feel like crying. Some days you're fed up to the max. You're like, God, you know the thing that says, I'm not one of your strongest soldiers. Tap me out. It, let's be real. It'd be like that sometimes. Tap me out. I'm done. If I have to do this one more day, I don't know about that. But the purpose of the pruning also is to take you in and out of season. It says that for they are like a tree planted by the riverside that grow in and out of season. When you are pruned, the next time difficulties come your way, you face it head on. Oh, you want to go? Here I am. That's what happened to Eli Elijah and Elisha. Elijah told Elisha, if you can see me go up, you want the double of the blessing? If you can see me go up, then you get it. But what we don't read in that scripture is that Elisha had to stand in the whirlwind. How many of us can keep our eyes open in the wind? When the wind is blowing, what comes with it? Dust, sand. But he said to him, if you can see me go up, and the Bible records that Elisha stood in the whirlwind with his eyes open because he knew that if only I can see this man go, I get double of what he had. And what happened? He did. With everything that was flowing around him. So my question to us today is in the pruning, how do we respond? How do you respond when you are in the process? How do you respond when your leader corrects you? How do you respond when your boss tells you, go home? Do you go back and say, you know what? Here's my two-week notice. I'm out. That's our assignment this week. How do I respond? Something about pruning is that pruning and cutting are two different things. 
when you're pruned, you're cut to bear more fruit. When you're cut off, it means that God has no use of you anymore. He's going to say, I don't need you. That's what happens when we put the gift above everything else. We focus on the gift. No character. Nonsensical behavior. Somebody talks to you, you get mad. You're always late. Oh. I just stepped on someone's toes. I'm so sorry, my hair. You can't show up on time for anything. Someone says one word. That's what, that's what happens. So you don't know even who you are. Because you're not producing any good fruits. So when someone says, I don't like you did this. Dara, am I like that? Somebody told me that I'm like this. You go around and you start trying to figure out who you are. If only you just remain in the vine. And let the Lord do the work and show you. You must be refined through the fire. Nothing worth getting is easy. Nothing worth gaining comes to you just like that. Sometimes supernatural grace will make it come like that. But it's not every day you get supernatural grace. You sin. Father have mercy on me. How about you just sit down. Do the work. Maybe go to therapy, do the work. Instead of always coming and crying out for mercy and going back to the same vomit. I'm just going to tap on this again. Your fruits are your choices, your thoughts, your actions. I cannot check your thoughts for you, but it does not matter if you say one thing to me and in your heart there's another, the Lord knows. So the question is, is your fruit really good? I was telling the story in first service. I said, um, this morning, Dara woke up and while he was getting ready for church, he saw his shoes in his closet and he said, oh, thank you for helping me bring up my shoes. And I was like, yeah, you're welcome. But in my head, I was like, yeah, I didn't like those shoes where they were, so I just put it in there. <laughs> Check that. I said thank you, but my thoughts were different. The reason why I did what I did was different from why somebody was saying thank you. So you can look someone dead in the face and still be a liar. You can still talk to someone the same way, and then that's, that's what happens hi Esther good to see you today oh, I hate her so much come on let's not lie but I want to share with us four things that help us produce good fruits that help us to maintain the good fruits that we produce four things that help us maintain the fruits that we produce number one is the Holy Spirit Someone say the Holy Spirit. Can we open to the book of Galatians 5, verses 22, the NLT? It says, but the Holy Spirit produces 
this kinds of fruits in our lives. When you go home, I want you to check it. Joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against this, there is no law. There is no law against these. Are you producing love? When you talk to your friends, when you talk to whoever encounters you, what are the fruits you see? Are they these fruits? But once you partner with the Holy Spirit, he's the one that digs deep on the inside of you. He brings the fruits that the Lord has provided for you. And when you ask for it, he says, you want patience? Here you go. You want self-control? Here you go. Ooh, wait a minute. You got to go through the test. Okay, you passed it? Here you go. The more you walk in the Holy Spirit, the more you bear good fruits. Because he will also tell you when your fruits are bad. He will tell you, I know you did not need to react that way. He will correct you. Show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. That's the Holy Spirit. The more you get with him, the more you be like him. The more he dwells on the inside of you. Number two, prayer. I tag this the evidence because that's what, that's what our general called it. That's what Lola de Tim did ask. The evidence. When you pray, what are you praying for? You cannot just be praying for the things you want. You have to pray for the evidence of the character of Christ to be in you. Have you guys ever encountered anyone that someone said, oh, she's a Christian? Have you ever thought that about anybody you met? She's really a Christian. With this attitude, she's a Christian. But what prayer does when you tell the Lord, like David, search my heart, O Lord, and know my thoughts. When you act out, prayer begins to tell you, look at you, see what you just did? The Holy Spirit begins to tell you. That way, when the Holy Spirit tells you, you write it down, you know what to tackle when you get into the presence of God. You close the door. For once, don't go in there, Father, give me this, Father, give me that. Lord, I've been praying for five years for this thing, I'm still waiting for it. No. God, I'm struggling with anger. I need your help. I cannot do it on my own. God, I need patience. Every time something happens, I don't know why I react. He's your loving father. So when you even tell him about the bad fruits, he's not even going to reprimand you. He's going to help you. Number three, the word of God. But don't get it twisted. God still corrects people. Let's put that out there. The word of God. The scripture says in John 15 verses 4, Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Tell someone, stay connected. The Bible says, Your word have I hidden in my heart so that I may not sin against thee. You have to hide the word of God in your heart. You have to study it. The Bible says study to show yourself approved. Study the word of God. 
And the last one, accountability and acceptance of responsibility. A lot of us are not accountable to anybody. You don't want to submit under mentorship. You don't want to submit under someone that knows better than you. I know everything. I'm going to just tell you, you don't know anything. It's not that you don't know some things. You don't know anything. You want to walk through life on your own. If you're walking through life on your own, where is the space for God? Submit under someone. I have teachers. I know a lot of leaders. All these people you listen to, all these people you hang with, they're not submitting under anybody. So how can two people that no one is the head, who is going to show you where you're going? How do you know where you're going? In accountability, that's where you find correction. That's where you find building. When you go to your leader, come on, let's be real. You got to go to someone. Hey, I don't know everything. I need help. The way you submit in school under teaching, because you paid $5 million or whatever, is the way you should submit yourself in the presence of God. For someone to teach you. That's why we keep standing on one leg, tilting here and there. Because you don't have anybody to hold your hand and say, come with me. When we talk about acceptance of responsibility. Charity begins at home. You better know, a bad day and a bad character are not the same. You can have a bad day. You can have a couple bad days in a year. At most, 10 bad days in a year. I'm going to give you that. But if it, if it surpasses that amount, family, it's a bad character. You need to accept responsibility. In the kingdom of God, it is a responsibility. In your life, it's a responsibility. I remember when I first got married, I think a week after my wedding, my husband and I, we got in the car, and he was like, let's go see a movie. It was like 12 a.m. See, I live in my family, so even when we'd go on dates, I was getting calls at like 10. Where are you? And the first time after we got married, um, I remember it was 12 a.m. He said, let's go see a movie. I said, at this time, in my head, I'm like, I'm going to get in trouble. But you need to know that the freedom does not excuse you from responsibility. Because you're free. Because you don't live with anyone. Because nobody knows what you're doing. Hey, sound note of warning. Whatever you do, there's a responsibility attached. So if you're having sex outside of marriage, be, get ready for the responsibility of a child. That's what you're telling God. That whatever I'm doing, I'm ready for the responsibility. So when I'm bearing bad fruits, I'm ready for the responsibility to go in the fire. Nothing on this earth. What happens when you have a job? You have to go to work. That's the responsibility. If you show up late once, twice, three times, what happens? You probably get fired. Responsibility. That's why the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11, 
It says, when I was like a child, my speech, my feelings, and my thinking were all those of a child. Now that I am an adult, what happens? I have no more use for childish ways. We need to stop being childish. Take up the responsibility of what it means. There's this song I love so much. The love of God sustains me, but the love of God also contains me. So don't think that because you're free, there's no responsibility. It might not be now. It might be 30, 40 years from now. Because you're not seeing it now does not mean that the responsibility is not piling up for you. So you need to take responsibility now. You want to bear good fruits? Take responsibility. Go to work. Pray. Fast. Do whatever is necessary. Because your character is not only for the kingdom of the Lord. It's for the outside world to see you. It's for the outside world to see what you're bearing. How are you going to win souls for Christ? When your character is dead. How can you be fruitful and multiply if your character is zero? Because when unbelievers meet you, when people meet you for the first time, they're not looking for what you say. They are reading you from top to bottom to know what you're about. That's why for me, first impressions are everything. The first time someone meets you, they've made an impression of you for the next five meetings you have. That's a fact. The first time someone meets you determines the way they speak to you the second time. And as I'm closing, I just want us to know, in John 15 verses 16, it says, You did not choose me, I chose you, and appointed you to go bear much fruit, the kind of fruit that endures, and so the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. There is a reward for doing the right thing. There is a reward for the right actions. There is, there is a reward for the right character. There's always a reward. So don't just think that you're on this walk just coasting and you think all these things I'm doing, it's in vain. No. Your gift will get you in the door. Your character will give you the seat. And please don't forget that even when you want to stay bearing bad fruits, it might not be now, it might not be tomorrow, but some way, somehow, somewhere, it's going to come. So we need to be careful. How can you go and win souls for God? How can you be discipled when even you, you're not a disciple? Tell your neighbor, keep bearing fruits. Check your produce. So I want us to bow our heads and just pray, Lord, help me. I cannot do this on my own. God, I don't want to be a branch that withers. I don't want to be a branch that you have to cut off. But Lord, help me to bear good fruits in and out of season. 
Teach me, Lord, how to remain in you. That my fruits may show that I truly love you. While we're praying, I'm just going to make an altar call for any person that wants to rededicate their life to Christ or give their life to Christ. It's never too late. I just want you to raise your hand wherever you are, all heads bowed. And I'm just going to pray for you. Can we all just say this prayer? Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to know you better. As I accept you today, take over my heart and dwell in me. Forgive me of my old ways and help me to change into the person you want me to be. I love you, Lord, and I proclaim that you are my God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen. Can we make some noise for the Lord? Thank you for tuning into the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Again, text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.